Let's open our Bibles, 1 John chapter 4. You know, um, thinking about West Bay, you know, Christian schools now more than ever are super needed because of what's going on in the world. And uh, so keep at it, Valley. Amy, Sue. 1 John chapter 4. <clears throat> Last uh, week, a little review before we jump in. Uh, he says, test the spirits. Don't believe anything and everything you hear. Don't be gullible. You remember that? Because God has given us His Spirit. He's given us His Word. And, you know, it all kind of focuses in on Jesus, who He is, and what He came to do, and what He has done already. That Jesus is the Son of God. He's sent by the Father. He's fully God. He's fully man. These are important things. And if anything veers off of that, don't touch it. Walk the other way. We are in a battle. We have to be careful, you know, not to be just gullible, but know what God's Word says. It's a battle of truth. And, and I see in our society this battle for truth. There's so much uh, untrue things that are being, you know, it's just insane, some of this stuff. And it's a battle for truth. But it's like that in the spiritual realm, too. See, Satan uh, is the father of lies, in fact, Jesus said in the NIV, he says that's his, you know, his native language. That's, that's, that's what he speaks. Lie speak. And, and, you know, so we can't expect to be hearing from him or from the world anything that's true. So be careful. Be on alert. Be on guard. Now, I was out yesterday in... Uh, they let me out of the house yesterday. <laughs> Every now and then I, I, I get let out. And uh, we, we went up onto Route 102. How many of you know the name for Route 102? The Victory Highway. So we were out cruising on the Victory Highway. It was like awesome. You ought to get out there. You ought to, you ought to get out of the house sometime and go out and go for a ride on the Victory Highway. And so... Probably curious where we went, right? I'm not telling, no. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy over at Maple Root. He, uh, he uh, manages a farm out in uh, just off the Victory Highway, and they do, uh, they raise cattle, and they grow hay. Broadwell Farms, yeah. One of your clients, see? There you go. <laughs> But they also, they were doing, uh, making maple syrup. That's why we went out and we got to, you know, see the little, it's just a simple operation they got, but, but they make a lot of it out there and they got maple trees right there. And, and so we got to taste it uh, coming right off the thing and, oh, it was good, really good. But to get there, we got onto the Victory Highway. And I, I want to say today that you and I, even though we don't, you know, travel much in Rhode Island, I know you got to, that's a long, that was 30 minutes. You know, the limit is 30 minutes. If it's over 30, and my, my, my little thing said 32 or 31, so I went into hyper panic. You know, I got to get, 
I got to pack something, lunch or something, and a bag or, you know, just in case. And, uh, but you and I right now are on the victory highway. That's the whole point of this message today. We are on the victory highway. Are you happy about that? I mean, v, uh, you know, if Zeke was here, he'd be preaching it, right, Zeke? Where is he? He disappeared. He's in the Sunday school. He's preaching, but I can hear him. We are on the victory highway today, and that is what today's message is about. You'll see. This is the verse, verse 4. I like the King James Version because that's where I uh, learned it so many years ago. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's a verse we need to know, we need to memorize, we need to have that in our hearts and in our lives. You know, it's one thing to hear things, and I I was thinking about this because I've been looking at uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11 where Paul says, he says, uh, not that I speak in regard to want or my need, he says, but I have what? Learned to be content in any and every circumstance. It's something he learned. He didn't just hear it, but he actually learned it. And so even when I'm looking at these verses and thinking about it, this is something I want want in me. This is powerful. This is a powerful scripture. And if if there's a scripture that the enemy wouldn't want you to know, this is one of them. He doesn't want you to know that. That the one that is in you is greater than the one out there, than him. My story, way back, I just become a believer in, in, in the you know, middle 70s, 1976, 1977. And I, you know, a, a guy told me about a church and it, it, that there were, you know, a lot of music and a lot of young people. And so I, I went there and, and I ended up, you know, giving my heart to Jesus and, and he came into my life and changed me and and it just set me on a brand new road, a brand new path. And so, and, and this, this uh, gentleman was a, a friend of the family. I mean, he was like an older brother kind of thing. And so I, I respected him and everything, but, but th- he had like a small group, you know, a Bible study group. And he kind of, um, and, you know, I hate to say this, but he kind of went off. Uh, in, in the direction of, of this, this uh, teaching that Christians can be demon-possessed. Now, you don't hear that much today, but it was kind of like it, it kind of comes and goes, and it was kind of a big thing. And, and you know what? Do you know what that, that, you know what that produces? Fear. 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 Exactly. That produces fear. If you, you know, you give your heart to Jesus and then you think, you know, that you're still a sitting duck, that, you, that he can come in and go and come inside of you and live inside of you, you know, this verse, this verse set me free. Paul talked about having a verse that, you know, that the word of God is, is living and active, it's powerful, and it sets people free. And this verse set me free because, because, because it does not say greater is he that is in you than he that is in you. 
Right? Did you catch that? That's, it does not say that. It is greater is he that is in you than he that is out there in the world. Now, that doesn't mean that the battle is any less fierce, but he, does, he can't get in. If you have the Spirit of God living in you, the enemy can't just come in there and do his thing. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't attack you and oppress you and, and throw all kind of stuff at you. He does. He does. But you know what? I, I've been reading in another psalm, Psalm 140, and, and uh, David's talking about his enemies. And, he, and, and basically, you know, there's sometimes David, he just goes for it and says, you know, God, like, bring down upon them, you know, and send them and do all this stuff to them. But in the spiritual realm, it, it, it's what, what David says there is, you know, what they are doing is going to come back on them. And we need to know that, you know, everything that Satan is doing is going to come back on him. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want to say it a bunch of times because I want you to know it, to hear it, to remember it. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and, and that you would trust that. He says, you dear children, you are from God. And he's not just talking about anybody and everybody, right? He says, you dear children are from God. In other words, you are, you are God's very own. You are God's children. You are born into the family. Uh, the Strong's uh, Dictionary uh, translates that word, dear children, as darlings. That's kind of interesting. He doesn't translate that, but that's one of the words he, he saw that it had that meaning, darlings. You are God's darling. I don't think Satan looks at you like that way. But notice he says there, you dear children are from God, and you what? Have. Is that what it says there? You have overcome them. That's like, it's already done. It's a, it's a done deal. It's, it's already happened. You have overcome them. The word for overcome is the, the, the Greek word nikeo. And I've said this before. It's where the tennis shoe company... Called what? Nike. Nike. That's, a, that's where they get it because, you know, if you wear Nikes, you are going to be victorious. You're going to win any sport you ever play, right? But the word means to conquer, to be victorious, to prevail, to overcome. And that's exactly what has happened. You have overcome. The tense speaks about something that happened in a, spe a specific point of time in the past, but it has results that are continuing into today. It happened back then, but the results are now. The results are now. The enemy doesn't want you to know that. You have overcome. How? What does it say? What, is the, what does the scripture say? This is a, you know, inductive Bible study. You ask the question, well, you know, what does it say? What does it mean? And how does that apply? Well, how? You have overcome them because you're so good looking? Because you are so strong? You know, I'm, I'm starting to lift these little weights, you know, and they're not even very heavy, but I'm going like, are you kidding me? My, my doctor said, you got to start like putting on some muscle. And I said, okay, sorry. I'll get right on that. 
Is it because you're, of your great ability? Your spiritual prowess? That's how you have overcome. You just knew exactly what to do, when to do it, or whatever. Is that what it says here in the verse? Look at the verse. What does it say? Greater You have overcome them because. There's the answer, right? Because. How? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's, it's, it's him living in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Holy Spirit. We saw it in the last chapter. The Holy Spirit. He lives in us by the Holy Spirit that he gave us. 1 Corinthians 2, it says, We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may freely, that we may understand what God has freely given us, the Holy Spirit living within us. Now, it's not, you know, I think about this sometimes. It's not like you feel like, uh, there are some people that talk like this. They, they, they feel the Spirit of God all the time, and they're feeling, you know, that's the Spirit, and, you know, but... He's just there. We know it by what the Word of God tells us. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. But it's a truth. And again, we're in a battle for truth. The victory when Jesus died on Calvary and He rose from the dead three days later. He achieved and He assured Effective, eternal victory, someone said. Effective, eternal victory. What did Jesus say on the cross? John chapter 19, verse 30, what? It is finished. It's finished, it's done, and that's in the same tense of our word here for overcome. It's done. It it happened, and now the results are still today. They're continuing today in the present. He conquered every enemy, including sin and death, which are the two worst enemies that we, that we have. Sin and death. Sin leads to death. We, we know that. Jesus conquered sin on the cross. He conquered uh, death when he rose from the dead. Romans chapter 8 says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall trouble or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. He's got a, quite a long list there of all the things that we face in this world. Trouble, hardship. But he goes on to say in verse 37, no. No. We In all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors, more than conquerors through Him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. That word, more than conquerors, is a single word, and it's this, hyper-nikeo. Hyper, you know the word hyper? Some of you are quite hyper. It's hard for you to sit here still for a few minutes, but but it it means like way big, super victorious, hyper victorious, way, way, way beyond. Someone said that every believer is an overcomer, regardless of whether one feels like it or not. 
You, you may not feel like I'm not an overcomer. I'm not victorious. I'm like beaten down or whatever. But the word of God says, and that's what Psalm 73 is saying, saying as well. Nevertheless, how you feel, even, you know, you feel like a beast, a, a brute beast. You feel foolish. Nevertheless, you are an overcomer. Why? Because of what Jesus did, because of him who loved us. It's It's, it's him. It's him. Someone else said this. I like this. The battle has been decided even if it is not yet over. We're still in a battle, but we already know. And you you know, these are kind of cliches we hear in the church. You know, I'm on the winning team and all that. But they're not just cliches. They're the truth. And and the enemy would say, you know, don't even, you know, think about that or whatever. But again, is it something we just hear? Is it something that we know and walk in our hearts with? That I, you know, no matter what, God's going to take me into glory. I don't care what happens here. My heart and my flesh may fail. But God is the strength of my heart. And and he's going to show me. He's going to lead me with his counsel. And and one day he's going to take me into glory. So I know where I'm going. So you know what? Do all you want to do, Satan. World, whatever you're going on, I'm, I'm on the winning side. This is not just positive confession here, people. I'm not like into that. Well, if I just get up and say, you know, I, I'm having a good day. I'm doing really well. And I'm not. But if I just keep saying that, then I'm going to be, you know, doing really well. It's not like that at all. But quoting the scripture is a different thing. This is not just positive confession. This is truth. In the book of 2 Chronicles, uh, Hezekiah was facing, you know, a huge army. Hezekiah and the the nation were facing a huge army, uh, the king of Judah. And, And he said this to his people. He said, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him. This was not something light. He says to them, for there is a greater power with us than with him. A greater power with us. He said, with him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. The battle belongs to the Lord. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Judah, said. I, I hope you can gain some confidence in your battle by what, by what the word of God says here today. A greater power is with you than with them. Then with him, with the enemy, a greater power is greater. That's what it says in our, in our verse, chapter 4. Verse 4. And I used to say, and I used to say this to myself. It's 1 John 4.4. 4. It's like a 44 that you can fight the enemy with. You, you get it, right? I've got a 44. I'm going to fight. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This word greater in this, in this particular uh, word is, is a form of the word mega. You know the word mega? 
Mega blessings? Bill Kinnaman used to say that. Greater. Mega. Huge. In other words, there's no comparison. They're not even in the same league. Greater is he that is in you. Greater, bigger, mega. Huge. There's no, there's no, it's not like, you know, there's this concept and it's a false, fake, untrue concept that they are just opposites. Right? God is the positive and the enemy is the negative. And they're just like polar opposites, right? And, and you know, they're just going to battle it out or whatever, the yin and the yang and the nonsense of all that. There's, there's, no, there's no comparison here. You see, God is, a, God is the creator. And Satan is what? A created being. Now, just, just knowing that truth, you know, there, again, it's like, it's like way up there. I can't even go that high. God the creator. Satan is a created being. He's a fallen angel, but he was created by God. And so how can you even say, you know, they're just, you know, equal but opposite? Uh-uh. No. Never. He's greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This enemy, Jesus called him the, the prince of this world. But he also said in John chapter 12 that the prince of this world now stands condemned. He's already condemned. Jesus hadn't even got to the cross yet. He hadn't even risen from the dead yet. He said, listen, this is it. It's already here. He's condemned. Hebrews chapter 2 says, that by death, by his death, he would destroy, he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. That's what he wants to create, isn't it? Fear. Like I said in my, my little testimony, he wants to create fear by his lies, by his untruth. But he is a defeated foe. He's a defeated enemy. But do we know it? Do we believe it? Have we learned that? Or we just, we hear it and someone said it, but that's not my life. Second Kings chapter 6, another story of a battle with the king of Aram. And it says that the, the king of Aram sent horses and chariots and a strong force. They went by night and surrounded the city when the servant of the man of God, this is Elisha, the servant of Elisha got up and went out early the next morning. An army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. He went out and looked, and all he saw was like, we are surrounded. We're done. This is what Elisha said. He said, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. You know, even in the spiritual realm, even when you, when you think about, you know, fallen angels and demonic spirits or fallen angels, they're really, it's, it says that a third of them fell, right? So we still got two-thirds. Uh, when you talk about angelic beings, 
And that's not even talking about the, the difference in power between you know, the almighty creator God and, and, and uh, Satan, his created beings. But Elisha prayed, and, and I like this. Elisha, he prayed at that point, and he said, O oh Lord, open his eyes so he may see. The servant, all he saw was, you know, we're, we're done for. It says, then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. We can't see it, you know, but, but he, got, he got a chance to actually see. Now, we're not always going to see, but we have to know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That's the truth. Hold on to the truth. Live by the truth. Psalm 60 says, Through God we shall do valiantly, for it is he who, is, who shall tread down our enemies. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I don't know if I put that on the screen or not. I think I did. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see the theme kind of just running through here? This is like over and over. It keeps coming up over and over and over again. Look at chapter 5, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. What does it say there? Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Your faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. He promised that's a promise. But he said, take heart or be courageous. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. So my prayer, just wrap this up here, is that God would open our eyes. That, that we would see the great victory that, that he's given to us. Don't go by how you feel. Don't go by what you look around and see. Go by what the Word of God shows and tells us. That we could see that great victory that, that He has given to us, that we would know it in our lives, not just know about it. Revelation chapter 12 says, They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Weren't selfish. They, they just, they just trusted that what Jesus Christ did, and they were not afraid to tell people about it, and they were victorious. Second Corinthians chapter two. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious heavenly Father, we thank you for your powerful, powerful word, but. But even more than that, that you've given us your Holy Spirit, those who are born again, that you've given us your spirit to live within us. We are not our own. We are bought with a price. And that the Holy Spirit comes and, and shows us the truth, teaches us all things, leads us to the truth, always speaks about Jesus. Father, I, I want to pray for your people. I want to pray for myself that 
when we face these battles, and, and Jesus said, in the world you will face this trouble, this pressure, this persecution, this, the, the, the evil of this world, you will face it, but be of good cheer, be courageous, he said. For he has overcome the world. He's victorious. Father, remind us of these words. Uh, you, you said that your Holy Spirit will bring to our remembrance the things that you have spoken. And, and these are words now. We've heard them. We've, I've spoken them out loud. We've listened with our ears. Lord, Holy Spirit, bring to our remembrance these things, these truths. When we're in the middle of the battle. Maybe some that are here today are or even facing a battle, and, you, and nobody knows about it, only you. But God knows. And you're always His. If you belong to Him, you always belong to Him, and He has not let you go. The victory belongs to Him, and He's given it to you. Don't give up. Don't quit. Maybe after we're done, you need to come and have someone pray for you. You can come right up here. Uh, there'll be some men and women here to pray for you. There is power in prayer. And lastly, those who don't have a relationship with Jesus, you can, you can make today this day that you ask him into your heart and life and receive him. And simply pray and say, Jesus, I, I am lost. I'm searching for truth. And I, well, I'll give you a chance. That's what I said. And he proved himself to me and he will prove himself to you. Lord Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Protect your people today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.